0: Then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week, we are going to talk about success. And of course, success is everybody's favorite topic. They Everybody says they want to be successful. Everybody's always trying to be successful or measure someone else's success. Um, it comes up a lot in the work world or in the material world, not necessarily a Madonna material world, if you're old enough for that reference, but um, you know, we're constantly as a culture, maybe even trying to chase success. And of course, that comes to bear in sports, and specifically in our sport in the dog sports world. And we always are, you know, we want to be successful. And we'll say that sentence like it's nothing or like it's everything or like it's super meaningful. And really the question, I mean, the question that comes from kind of my business world is, well, what does success even look like? Like, do you know, like if you—if I said, you know, are you successful in the dog world? Are you trying to be successful? Do you know what success, like, could you answer it? And then furthermore, could you quantify it? And I think that's really an interesting thing when we look at, like, maybe we look at the year ahead, right? It's still January, so I'm still talking about annual plans. But as we look at the year of ha- ahead, like, as you, like, if you put yourself in, um, you know, whatever day you're listening to this a year from now, so in, in January 2023, how do you know you will have been successful in 2022, right? That's the core thing. Uh, In business, whenever we embark on a project or we start to get lost in the weeds of said project and start to plan it, we stop and ask ourselves um, a couple of questions. Um, One of them is always, well, what does success look like? At the end of this project, at the end of this event, at the end of this whatever, how will we know we've been successful? And it's, I think it's really easy to get to the end of the year and say, well, I will have been successful if I achieved or finished these titles, right? Or um, my dog and I were able to do this or we won that or we got enough points to qualify for this or the other. And I want you to... Desperately, all capital letters, bold, italics, underline, uh, glitter—you know, glitter pen. I want you to have all of those things. I want you to achieve and slay and surpass all of the goals that you, your outcome goals that you have for yourself this this year. I want you to do that, but I also want you to have um, both for the year. And for maybe trial by trial or month by month, I also want you to have some non-outcome goals. So, you know, non-outcome goals to me are process goals or those things that you can control. But what was hitting me today is just sort of a different take on this. Like, you know, unless you really, you know, I've had my client say to me, you know, I thought I understood what you meant by outcome and process goal. And then finally, this last weekend, the light really went on. Right, And that's a really common thing for people to say to me because on one hand, they understand what I'm trying to get them to do sort of intellectually, but to really see it come forth in practice and really see you know, the power of when you let go of the things you cannot control, i.e. the outcome, right? We've said many times before in this podcast that the outcome is so dependent on so many variables going exactly right. And we don't, we just don't control all of those variables. You know, we don't control the environment. We don't control the judge's call that day. We, you know, don't control the traffic or the weather or, you know, just a myriad of other things, right? What we but we do have a lot more control over our preparation, over how we, our attitude, how our approach to things. And even before that, in our preparation, like, have we practiced? Have we prepared? Have we groomed? Have we done all the things that we feel that we need to do? And so when you step back and you say, well, how will I know I am successful this year? I really want you to add to this your annual list right your annual wish list i really want you to add some things that are non-outcome and that are more process related so one thing you might say is is you know you really want to like for me one thing that's on my list this year is i really want to crack the code and improve my relationship with moxie right and you all have heard me use her as an example and I had a really great call with a communicator this morning, and so I think I'm a little bit riding the highs of that and feeling inspired and hopeful. And you know, she had a really different take on some things this morning, and so gave me some different types of things to work on. and And it was it was really fascinating. It was a great call. I could talk a whole hour about that, but I <laughs> but I digress. Um, and so I think that you know when I have put that out there as a, something that I want to happen, what is starting to show up for me is help, right? And literally, I, and I've probably said this before, but I've literally written down not only that I want to improve my relationship with Moxie because I think that I'm not in control of all the factors. I can influence some of them and be in control of a whole bunch of them, but some of that is a little bit up to her. Uh, and, uh, not that it's her responsibility to want to love to play the game, but you know, it's mine to anyway, put that environment in front of her. But, um, you know, she is responsible for her own free will too. um, And so I only have so much control. So I have switched from kind of saying that, like, I, you know, I do want to improve my relationship with her. But the part of which I can have more control over is I'm asking for help with Moxie. All right, and that really shifts it. So when we think of what does success look like for me and Moxie at the end of the year, it's almost an outcome goal to say that our relationship is is, you know, improved to the point that we are really clicking as a team in, you know, kind of that kind of deep team sort of flowy way. But it's more of a process goal and one that I'm in full control of when I say that I really I want help with her because all of my Raz goes up my 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 spidey sense goes out I'm always on the lookout for someone who could potentially help and for instance when this uh, communicator came up in another conversation talking about a you know another a client's dog and a completely unrelated everything um, she mentioned this communicator and I'm like you know what I think I want to try her and so whether it's finding a trainer for for us or a communicator for us or just another angle or being open, when I go into this year, like thinking like, what does success look like with Moxie? It's that we are surrounded with help and support. And that is something I feel more in control of because I can seek that out or I can be really open to um, what might come up for us. Okay. So that feels like a little dramatic, like, as I finish that example, I feel a little dramatic, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. Um, It just is a a really, uh, you know, in front of me sort of uh, conversation since I just had that communicator call. Um, But I think that when we look at what we look at it through the lens of what does success look like? Not only can we look at it from an annual approach, but we also start to ask ourselves questions about like the coming weekend or, you know, one of your quote, big rocks, your big events for the year. Like what does success look like? You know, do you have to, for instance, get into the finals in order to have been successful? Or, you know, were you able to like have fun and really take it in? Right. Um, I know that when I, the last time I was at the invitational, um, I did not really have any outcome goals. I just really wanted to enjoy the moment and really. Uh, it's kind of like what they say to you about your wedding, like really be present and try to remember everything because it goes by so quickly. And that's really how I felt. You know, I had a couple friends join me and I wanted this balance between running my dog and and doing well and performing well and being really present and being really prepared. But I also wanted to like enjoy the weekend. You know, I wanted to enjoy and soak it up and you know, really have that as one of my um, my goals, right? So I think when we look at it through that lens, like what does success look like for a big event, like in that case, the Invitational, I didn't need to get in the finals to have it be successful, right? I didn't need to win my breed's medallion to have it be successful. Um, and so I think when we really, you know, sometimes using a different language than just kind of beating all of you over the head with outcome and process goals and hoping that you, that light will come on for you someday. Um, I think another way to look at it is to really ask yourself, um, whether it's by weekend or by day or by class, uh, what does success look like? How will you know you'll be successful after this, this run, this class, this trial? And I think that it might evoke a different kind of response in your brain. It might make you look at it, you know, slightly differently. It might make you think, well, oh, well, actually, yeah, success is not just a cue. Success could actually be, you know, a really great start line, say, in agility. Or, you know, I finally get my footwork right in my figure eight in obedience. Or, um, you know, they, I don't know, we, we have a really good, really clear tells or communication in like a scent um, sport like scent work or barn hunt or something right there my dog is really clearly communicating to me you know kind of a thing so i think that that could be a different lens for you to consider when you think about defining your um your year your next six months um or your weekend or your next class or even your next training session Right. I would love for everybody to be, you know, I talk about being deliberate in our training and really wanting to, you know, actually be a little more patient. You know, so many people I'll ask them even even in the same vein, like, well, what do you want to be good at? right? Like what's, you know, because people come when they goals, and they're struggling, or they're, you know, they're, they're up against a wall, they're trying to get out of their own way mentally, like we all are. And um, I'll say, well, what do you want to be good at? What do you want to be really good at? And they'll name like a sport, right? Like, well, I really want to be good at agility, or I really want to be good at obedience, or I really just want to be like a a calm handler. And those are really amazing goals. Um, But like to say you want to be good at a whole sport, that's kind of a lifetime goal, right? I mean, like, you know, I've been doing agility a while and there's just so much to master, you know, there's, and then as soon as you think you've got the hang of something, you know, they, you know, you, you get some new moves, some new handling skills, some new ways to training something, and there's a whole new set of things to learn, or you just get a new dog who breaks all the rules, right? And, and makes you learn and teach in a different way. So I don't know that that, being quote good at agility is a reasonable skill or goal to have. Instead, I would like to encourage you to be master a skill, and really be more hyper focused on a skill and not perfect it. Because I think perfection is is can be scary and can um, immobilize really a lot of people by by thinking they have to be perfect. But to really Focus on a skill, like what if you went to agility class this week and said, I am going to work on my blind crosses, like that's what I want to work on, I really want to work on good blinds, or I want to be able to rear cross the weaves, or I want to be able to, um, you know, blind cross the end of my contacts, or whatever, whatever, mate, what is, what is yours, right, or in obedience, I really want to figure out my footwork in my figure eight. Or in my my about turned or something like that. And I think that also getting down to this level and focusing on skills and thinking about like, well, how can I, again, through that lens of what does success look like? I think that we when we focus on a skill level and we start to really... Um, again I, I don't want to say perfect but when we start to really get good at certain skills and we feel really comfortable with them when we do that we feel comfortable with them we've put in the work we've put in the preparation we've practiced then we start to get consistent in our execution and we start to get consistent in our execution we start to get more confident we start to get more confident we start to use them not just at home those skills but we do we take them into the ring with us and we're confident enough to use them in the ring they work a few times in the ring we start to get confident in that once and that's really how we build confidence right we build confidence kind of one skill at a time one execution one successful execution of that skill at a time because truthfully we don't get better because we focus on the things we do poorly. We get better when we build off of our strengths and because we get more confident. And when we are more confident, we are more likely to try new things and to push ourselves and to believe in ourselves and believe that we can get better and that we can learn new skills. And we have faith in ourselves to do that. So It's this wonderful run-on sentence because it is this wonderful snowball effect that happens. And it all happened because we asked ourselves, what does success look like? Right? So we backed way up and we said, well, what does success look like? And we might say, you know what? I really need to be able to execute XYZ, a blind cross, great footwork. Um, You know, get your some of your rally master signs. You know, all those like dizzy dizzying spins (laughs) that are now in there. Um, You know, when we when we do that and we take that approach, it focuses us. You know, we don't think and it and it's less overwhelming, right? To say I want to be great at agility. Is kind of overwhelming. Like, where does one start to just be great at agility, right? But if I say, you know what, I really want to get my blind crosses down, uh, because it my dog, my slow dog, really likes me to be ahead. Um, you know, she reads them well. Whatever, whatever, whatever your reasons are, and you need to have your reasons. When and then it focuses you in on that skill. You get good at that skill, and now you start to see this wonderful cascade. Okay? So again, I encourage you to just take a different tact when you are thinking about how you are evaluating progress, how you are thinking about um, your the milestones, your achievements, and really how you are, Doing your self talk about what success looks like. Also, maybe even how you're posting on Facebook on Monday mornings uh, and doing your brags and thinking about, well, what was successful about your weekend? So it's not just what does success look like coming up in the coming up weekend. Hopefully, you're off driving to some trial, Um, but also in the review as you're driving home from the same trial, maybe on Sunday nights, um, and asking yourself, well, how did I do against that? What does success look like, that process goal? But also, what were my successes? What were the things I'm happy about? What were the, the great takeaways? What are those strengths that I can build on? How did I do on my footwork or my blind crosses? You know, maybe I had two bars and a mixed contact, but dang, I nailed every blind cross in that run. So again, there are victories. It is a different lens. So for those of you who like haven't really, I don't know, gotten on my my bandwagon of outcome goals and process goals, uh, this is just another way to think about it. And while we're talking a little bit about skills, you know, skills are in my um My my pyramid, I guess, Uh, when I think about goals, I think about if you you imagine a pyramid or a triangle, and at the top, the top third uh, would be outcome goals, right? Those are those tippy top things that we're working on. But to support the outcome goals, we have to have our process goals in place, right? They're those things we have to execute on, things we are 100% in control of, and we have to do them in order to put ourselves in a position where the outcome goal is possible. And then under that, that bottom third are skills. Because maybe in order to achieve our outcome goals, let's go back to like good footwork and obedience. We need to really clean up our footwork because we're not cueing our dogs correctly on the turns. So that's a process goal. We're in charge of our of that, right? If I walk into the ring and I say, I'm really going to focus on footwork in this run, That's what success looks like. Success looks like me having really great footwork. I might need to go to that bottom third of the triangle and say, I need to work on that as a skill. I need to really, you know, walk up and down my hallway, you know, working on my footwork without my dog and just getting into that rhythm and that feeling so that it becomes really automatic, so that that footwork becomes automatic. So that is the skill part of it because we may not be in a position yet where we can uh, rely on ourselves or have faith in ourselves, that we can execute on those process goals if we haven't prepared via practice in our skills. All right, Does that make sense? So it, it, they do all build on one another. It, they are all interconnected. Uh, they loop back around. They, you know, um, you know, they're, all, they're, just all, they're so interconnected. I can't even separate them, right? But as I was thinking about it this week, I think that, you know, not everybody really processes <laughs> process goals and outcome goals in the same way. They might not be resonating. But I think everybody can really get honest about answering what does success look like? And if if your only answer that you can come up with, or if you struggle to come up with a an answer that is not a cue related or title related uh, or something like that um, then you know you are struggling kind of if you will in the right place right you know that you're sort of having that realization that like oh my god I judge every weekend by how many green ribbons I bring home well that's rough You know, that's rough. There's so many other little victories there. There's so many other things that you can be working on. Sometimes a victory is that, you know, you saw that really toxic person and you walked the other way, right? That can be a victory. That can be a success for that weekend. So I'm just trying to expand maybe how you look at things or how you think about things. Um, But if you are driving to a trial this weekend, that is my challenge for you. And if you're not, you know, work on it for something else. (laughs) But if you are, I want you to like, Would you stop listening to this, just pause and ask yourself, hey, all right, well, what does success look like? And what does success look like for me, for dog number one, for dog number two, or three or four or however many dogs you're running this weekend, in whatever venue you are driving toward? What does success look like for each of you and as a team? And then think about like, okay, well, is that? reasonable? Do we all have the skills? Uh, have we been practicing that? Are those reasonable um, success markers? And am I in 100% of control of achieving that? Because if you're not, you probably have an outcome goal on your hands and you need to drive around the block a little bit more before you park and really think about, okay, what's this, what, is something I'm in 100% control of? What does success look like for me where I can control um, what the achievement of that, right? The dedication, the commitment to that goal, all right? I hope that helps. I hope that helps your perspective and especially those of you who've had kind of trouble imagining maybe the difference between outcome and process goals or uh, maybe just sticking to it, you know? Maybe you're really good about it for a little while and then you slip, Ask yourself, what does success look like? Okay? All right, that's it for this week. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook, at The Q Coach, and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.